It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So, what is the ultimate? 80s movie. I think most people would agree it's probably Back to the Future, often described as a perfect movie. It is so very 80s, and yet it stands the test of time. It is an iconic film. And it was my favorite, favorite, favorite film growing up, besides The Goonies, because, you know, we love The Goonies. But Back to the Future has definitely, even re-watching it, <laughs> built my entire personality. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It was a very important film. And this is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. Back to the Future has Hill Valley High School student Marty McFly unintentionally taking a time-traveling DeLorean to 1955 and gets stuck there. And his mom tries to have sex with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does. So the concept of Back to the Future came from writer Bob Gale, who uh, had had gone to visit his parents, found a yearbook, and saw that his dad was the president of his, uh, you know, graduating class, and thought, wow, I wonder if I would have been friends with my dad if I had gone to school with him. And that's kind of where it starts. But then, and, and I think it's a great idea, but I do think it gets, it gets weird. Oh, it definitely gets weird. But one, of the, but one of the cool things about it getting weird is that it makes you rethink about things. So a guy can go sexually harass a girl, right? But once you see your mother getting sexually harassed... Even if the guy is three times bigger than you, you're still going to grab him and say, get your fucking hands off her. <laughs> right, right. So it's just a kind of like, I feel like it just puts more respect on other people because you actually see what they went through instead of them just bitching all the time. And you're just like, well, you're just a bitch. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you were actually going through something. <laughs> yeah, you were actually going through something. Well, well, okay, but you know... Um... Who, who do you think was going through something in this movie? Biff? I mean, no. Um, no, Biff doesn't go through anything because he stands as the white man. Right. Or Trump, uh -huh. honestly, in my opinion. Like, yeah, he's He reminds big... me of him every time I look at him. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Especially in the second movie. <laughs> I mean, this is, this, 1955 is the era which Trump considers to be great. Exactly. And But, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that are uh, amazing about Back to the Future uh, but there are a few concerning things. I mean, mostly it's a great movie, but there are these weird, mostly sexual yeah. concerns. Whoa, wait, wait a minute. Talk, are you trying to tell me that my mother has got the hots for me? Precisely. There's a say? lot of sexual harassment low-key, but what I do like about this movie is that the sexual harassment is not... It doesn't go too far. It's a, It's not like... It's, it's like a kind of like a warning, yeah. you know? It's not like... A uh, six-year-old's gonna watch this and be traumatized, you know, like Biff's wrestling her in the car when and he's then she's obviously like, "Oh, I like her. it though, right?" Like not an '80s thing where afterwards, like in Sixteen Candles, yeah. where she's like, "You know, I think I, I think we had a good time," you know, after you rape me. You know yeah. what? We had a good time. No, that does not happen. What I wanted to say was that, of course, what Lorraine goes through 
what didn't happen in the original history. It isn't until Marty goes back and Marty messing with time is what creates this. So there's, there's two uh, sexual uh, deviance or concerns that happen in this film, one involving his dad and one involving the situation with Biff. And I want to address both those. Um, I think that if we're going to do any of this, we should start from the beginning to end because okay. I'm going to lose my train of thought. So I think we should start from the very beginning when he first meets Doc. Let's figure out. Let's put two and two together. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So first we have the principal weirdo <laughs> weird doesn't age <laughs> never had hair then we have his girlfriend marty and his girlfriend are walking around the clock tower and as he's talking to jennifer he's as he's talking to her he looks at these two girls walking by looking at their asses and what does she do moves his head and says ahem continue right and objectification, of, objectification women of women and saying it's okay because it's michael j fox i mean he is queen. <laughs> yeah I mean, America's male sweetheart of the time. I mean, he, yeah. So it's saying, this is okay. Women, you know your guy's going to look. So, you know, just make him sure he knows who to come back to. So that that's kind of the yeah. mentality. Yeah. So, Which um, is not good. He, <laughs> if he wanted you in the first place, he wouldn't be looking. But what I want to say about Jennifer is something that is rare in, in film is to show women, especially young women, having uh, agency over their sexuality. So Jennifer's invited him to the lake house, okay? <laughs> this movie is about Marty trying to get laid. That is what this movie is about. Low-key. <laughs> it is. His whole thing is, I need a car. I got to get to the lake. It's our big night. I'm finally going to have sex with my girlfriend. I can't wait. I've been working on this. And then everything goes wrong. That's actually what is happening in the film um and jennifer's all for it she's like yeah man we've been planning this what's going on <laughs> and, and and then when we get to lorraine and of course you know lorraine has as a mother has been acting to her family like i would never drink smoke have but certainly she doesn't really get into all of that and we see that she's drinking vodka as an adult uh and has an alcohol problem but i would never park with a boy i would never behave that way i would never call a boy i would never call a boy like and and so we see that lorraine as a young girl is, or as a as a young woman is the opposite of that you know she likes marty and that doesn't mean she's a rampant slut or anything no. she then, just wants the romance part of it that's she, all that is yeah she doesn't have daddy issues she doesn't have any of these things she just like here's he's a dream and he's the guy that she likes, and she's whatever that means to her. We don't know that she's planning to have sex. Parking doesn't mean have sex. Mm -hmm. It could. Sometimes it does. But it's um, a variation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the way, we can only look at these situations in the 50s, you and I, and guess what they meant. We don't know. But if you look at Greece, right. <laughs> a similar situation happens. They're parking. He tries to go too far. Uh, and Sandy breaks up with Danny over that moment. So um, so I guess that probably, and it makes sense, that that would be a frequent place to have sex. Um, but they both know what they want, and they go after the guy. So there's not this gender role thing where, oh, I'm going to be coy, and you have to come get me, and I no, have to pretend I don't want it. Hormonal. <laughs> and I think it's, it's before called... we learn the game. Mm. It's, it's in high school she yeah. doesn't she 
She's never parked with a... I mean, she said that she has... She, she says, of course, I'm nearly 18 years old, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever parked a car. Or Kelvin, or whatever <laughs> she's calling him at that point. Um, okay, so that's what I think is good in the... And in, in unusual for the era. Um, but let's get to George. So Marty sees his dad peeping at his mom, mm-hmm. watching his mother get undressed without her knowledge or consent and and marty is remarkably okay with that well he no he looks a little kind of like okay dad like he goes he's a peeping tom (laughs) that's like saying what the fuck (laughs) right yeah but he doesn't say george we shouldn't be doing this or this isn't the way to treat a woman that you care about or let's approach this a different way he does he does teach him how to treat a woman he does he does he cares about but in the moment in the moment where he catches him staring at his mom like i mean it's gross either way yeah but it's also a part of the romantic love story (laughs) but that's and that's what to me is more disturbing and is that so we know, and I mean, this is part of the joke. Lorraine doesn't know that he was peeping on her. She just thinks, oh, my dad hit you with the car. And by the way, there's the, her, Lorraine's dad makes a comment about all these kids who keep jumping Running in front. Street. So we're supposed to know that this tree is, is often populated with boys. Well, she obviously doesn't have curtains. We could see right through that room. We didn't even have to go in the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just going for a better view. <laughs> And this is what leads to their love story, and isn't it all great? Okay. The issue is, in the 80s and 70s, we see all of these movies that act like it's okay to uh, to watch a, somebody get undressed without their knowledge or consent. And it's not. It is against the law. It is considered... I looked it up legally a sexual deviancy it is an invasion of privacy and it's creepy and wrong what does your mother ever see in that kid? I don't know doc I, don't know. I, I guess you felt sorry for him because her dad hit him with the car hit me with the car that's a Florence Nightingale effect it happens in hospitals when nurses fall in love with their patients uh okay so we've got George <laughs> acting very inappropriately and that is part of their love story And then Marty interrupts that by uh, pushing his dad out of the way. And then he's the one who gets hit by the car. So everything goes awry. So knowing that his future in his siblings' future existence, they're being erased from existence, right, uh, is in danger, he puts this other plan into play, which is that he's going to take his mother to the dance and then make her think... And assault her and make her think that he's going to rape her so that his dad can come in and be the hero. Now, this to me is such a head slap of 80s male writing. Yeah. And I think, listen, I don't have and anything. you know a- Michael J. Fox thought the exact same thing when acting it. Because he was like, every time they bring it up, he's just like, uh, we'll figure it out when we get there. Because I don't even know what I'm going to do. But I got to do it. And, the only way. <laughs> right, right. And so they're acknowledging to us, the audience, this is creepy, this is weird. But the point is, is that what I think they're missing in their 80s thinking is, so he knows and we know he's not really going to rape uh, his mother, right? He's going to make her think that. But if you are a victim, you don't know that someone's just going to pretend, right? It has to be realistic. So he's going to traumatize 
his mother and make her believe that she's involved in an attempted rape so to make this happen. And that's pretty messed up. I have a problem with that. You're going to be in the car with her. Right, okay, so right around 9 o'clock, she's going to get very angry with me. Why is she going to get angry with you? Well, because, George, nice girls get angry when uh, guys take advantage of them. Oh, you mean you're going to go touch her on her... No, no, George. Look, it's just an act. He uses an interesting phrase. He says, uh, he, he calls it taking advantage of her. And I nice girls get mad when guys take advantage of them. Thank you. I know you know every single line to this movie, <laughs> so thank you. Exactly. And I had actually sort of forgotten about this phrase. Now we call this rape, okay? That <laughs> yeah. is what we call it now. This is part of what was so difficult and confusing about being a woman in the 80s <laughs> is we had this phrase, taking advantage, which was a, a kinder way to say rape or sexual assault. And uh, because they used a gentler word, it made it not as bad as rape, right? So what guys could say, well, you know, were you taking advantage of her? Or, hey, I may have taken advantage, but I, as an but it doesn't make me a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And it made you, the woman, feel like, okay, I let someone take advantage of me because I was drunk or I, you know, was yeah. alone or whatever. So they normalized rape is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they basically, it's sort of just, the, the term is sort of justifying. justifying. And just like the same term that you grew up with as well as boys will be boys. Right. Boys will be boys. They'll do what they want. And instead, we took the phrase, and women learned it, but what we should have done was thrown rocks at men until they learned it, mm -hmm. <laughs> because they're doing the wrong thing, aren't they? Hey, you, get your damn hands off. Oh, I think you got the wrong car, McFly. George, help me, please. Just turn around, McFly. And walk away. Are you deaf, McFly? Close the door and beat it. No, Biff. You leave her alone. All right, McFly. You're asking for it. And now you're going to get it. Well, see, there's a problem with it, for sure. And we all know that. We all see it. We all know it. It's pretty freaking there but does it happen it doesn't happen but something else does now biff was never in in the history of lorraine biff wasn't raping her right but now because marty has her there lorraine because they've parked the car and because he's messed with history biff comes along and he throws marty out right and then he sits in the car with her and then he does sexually assault her I mean, we don't know how far it goes. I, we, I think we as an audience don't believe that she was raped. I mean, her feet are up against the windows. It doesn't look good. But she's definitely sexually assaulted at this point. Oh, yeah. And so that never would have happened if Marty hadn't put this cockamamie sexual assault, pretend, pretend sexual assault plan into place. But I mean, because he did that... 
um, George was prepared, mm-hmm. first of all. Second of all, he didn't have to rape his mother. <laughs> yes. And, um... And aren't we all so glad that Lorraine, when she kissed him, says, ew. And we're like, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you. And as Marty is. Yes. That's also how they make us. It makes uh, complete sense. And that's how they make us, the audience, feel okay with it, too. Yeah. Okay. And and he didn't do it. She did it. Right. So that was on her. Uh, (laughs) She didn't know. But Well, was he supposed to tell her? (laughs) Like, like, would you? No, but this is what I'm saying about the whole plan. The whole plan to pretend sexually assault your mom. Even at the end, when the future is better, when the future is better and they're all happy now and everyone actually has a good paying job and no one's suffering or has mental health issues, um, (laughs) uh, they say with Biff, who's washing their car, mm-hmm. she says, well, without Biff, we never would have fallen in love. So because all of that happened, that was the literal only way. Lorraine said that to Marty, and that's the only reason he did any of this, is because she said to him, I think that the man should protect the one that he loves. Right. Don't you? Uh-huh. So he goes... George, you got to protect her. <laughs> that's, that's our way in because he can't be the sad puppy anymore because now that's Marty. He's already filled that slot. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's, not a ve- that's, a, that's also a disease. And Doc says that. Of when that's how when like nurses fall for their patients because they're like a little wounded puppy. Right, right. And, um, and that was obviously what Lorraine's deal is. Yeah. But she doesn't have that anymore. And because she doesn't have that... And she's relying all of it to be, like, the bigger person in the relationship. You know that's why she wanted it. Because you know she can be in complete power all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right? Interesting. And that's all, but that's also why she's not happy. Because obviously her husband is, you know, you can see it in the beginning. It's well, pretty Well, I mean, would you obvious. be happy? I think the point is, would you be happy being married no, to George? because, you, but she put that, the, the, the whole puppy dog thing... That's a phase thing. You can't marry into that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's like, a piece of advice. That's yeah. called depression after a year or two. Like, like that's not how it works. And that's why she's an alcoholic. And that's why he has no self-confidence at all. And that's why Marty fixes every single one of those things. So now, their love story is that he protected her. So now she, he's her Prince Charming. Right. Which is should be the love story you should protect the one you love that is what we got out of this right he now has self-confidence where he can protect her in any way and be making bank by the time that they're 47 or whatever age they are and biff is now their personal butler because he had the self-confidence to stand up to him and say you're actually freaking dumb leave like a tree and get out of here are you serious (laughs) like what why would he be a boss right exactly because george has helped him he's forced george to help him all the way and Um. he got the self-confidence to stop doing that but he didn't have because no one was giving it to him Mm -hmm. but marty forced he didn't force it, but he kind of, like, gave, pushed him, mm-hmm. and then Lorraine gave him that confidence. So, in all together, that's what I feel makes the love story work. They show you and explain, like, all the reasons that this kind of relationship yeah. isn't that great and why George is a pussy. Right. So, I can go along with all that. There are a few issues with what you just brought up. One is the idea that Lorraine says, don't you think a man should protect the woman? Don't you think all of this? And so what, what, this is a, a, uh, she didn't say no. man protect the woman. She said, she said it's the someone you love. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Cause there is this Disney, Disney vacation. 
is that a word? The Disneyfication of what women and men expect romance to look like. And that is this someday my prince will come thing from Snow White mm-hmm. that a man will come in and save the woman and that she can't save herself. And and in your lifetime, Disney has been working to rectify that mm-hmm. and change that. And usually now you see uh, each, you know, the man and the woman saving each other somewhere in the storyline. So it was equal, <laughs> you know, but, but the idea that I can't take care of myself, I can't, uh, I, I need a guy to protect me. I need a guy to save me. So there is that, you know, kind of it's, squint your eyes at it moment, which, but, but it was the thinking at the time and it wasn't, and I, I guess it was the thinking in the fifties. I don't know. I mean, I agree. And it, first of all, it is the thinking of the fifties cause we were in a really shitty era. Make America great again, more like make America shit again. But, um, I think that, I mean, that's kind of what we all want. Like, if someone was saying, some random person on the, in the street, you're walking on the street, and some random person's yelling at you, like, sexually assaulting you or sexually harassing you, whatever, and some dude that you don't even know comes up and decks this dude in the face and is like, don't disrespect women... Uh, I'm jumping right on that. <laughs> right. Well, we want <laughs> That is someone... my new man. Yeah, yeah. Because guess what? Men don't do that. Mm-hmm. So we have come a thing in our mind because men are stupid and they're not going to put other people before them. So the one man that will put someone before them mm-hmm. is their Prince Charming because they actually have emotions and empathy and feelings. Yeah. Yeah, and the idea of what it is to be a man is something that's been very difficult for men uh, through the decades as well because that has changed. The 80s, we talked about toxic masculinity. You have to be this uh, unemotional. I mean, this is part of the problem. There was a time when it was not okay for men to have emotions or to show emotion, and that caused a whole generation of men with dads like that to have issues. And then you had the 70s where you had, then all of a sudden there was a concern that men were soft and too emotional, that you had this sensitive man thing going on. And there was a backlash against that, which gave us the 80s, which gave us these, you know, blow hard, blow them away kind of men that we would see in the films all the time. And, uh, and so then, you know, we, we just, we've gone through stages. Right now we have the soft man the Timothy Chalamet. This is the new. Oh, you mean skinny looks like he lives off two cigarettes a day? <laughs> but yes, but the they very our type. Yes, your type. There you go. He's he's sensitive. He cares about women's issues, and and he cares That's about more Harry Styles. Okay, Harry Styles. Right, exactly. These are the soft man. This is the new term for it. Um, no, they which call they're it... probably bisexual no. or pansexual no. or something. No, that you're no. For no. all of the social justice, no, you movements. know what they're called? What femboys? Oh, so like there's this thing on TikTok that like my generation, because we don't like to judge other people, or if other people judge us, we're like, okay, go fuck yourself, bye, um, because we can actually take it. Uh, so boys are wearing skirts now, right, for fun and crop tops. Yeah, they've been fighting for that right for a while. Now they they got it. 
Do you have a problem with it? I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying, like... Okay. My generation created femboys. I know. Y'all never had femboys, and now that's all a girl wants. She's like, I just want to wear matching skirts with my boyfriend. I mean, we're like, I mean, this is... Dude, I don't wear if skirts. If you want equal... <laughs> so, I know. This is what I equal jeans. rights... This is what equal rights is. Equal rights is, you know, that I mean, you've had, um, you, you, you know, you, you've had Chelsea Handler and one of the Bruce Willis, Demi Moore kids uh, going, you know, putting themselves shirtless on Instagram to try and fight for, if we're girls, we should be able to go shirtless like boys. In the meantime, boys well, are like, I want to wear skirts. Do? Okay. Lift your shirt up. <laughs> yeah, I That's know. what they do. And then they sexualize us like men do. <laughs> so, or... Or they don't sexualize us, but in a way, like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I like, I kind of, I kind of like the fact that I've got something that not everyone can see. And like, you're not gonna, you know, like, I like having my own mystery. (laughs) I don't think we want to give that away. I don't know. I mean, boobs are a powerful thing. Yeah. And I say, I, this is, I think there's a limit. Okay. I don't think that people should be walking around butt ass naked, but. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want to see your schlong. Right. Please don't. Right. I don't want to see it. It's ugly. I don't want to see your pubes. Uh, shave or them. Your, or your shave pubes. I don't want to see either of that. I don't want to see that. Your ball sack looks nasty. I don't want to see, I don't want to see anyone's vagina shaved or not. I just don't, I just don't want to see it. <laughs> so, but there, I think that there's a line to where I think that censorship, I think censorship is one of the things that puts it on kind of like the sexual spectrum because it's something that you can't see and you will never be able to see unless you get this person you find this person and they give it to you Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so when you take away that censorship people like i don't need to chase it i can just look at it if i want to right you know but it's not the internet wait all that not instagram not tiktok not twitter they delete that stuff yeah i mean they say they do, and then there's, like, porn accounts that are up there that haven't been taken down for three years. But, you know, whatever. Instagram is fine. Um, but I think it's the censorship part of it. So, because mm-hmm. um, girls like clothes. We like our shirts. Like, mm-hmm. the shirt I'm wearing, Thrasher, I love the shirt. Mm-hmm. I look like a lesbian wearing it, but I still love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girls can be in the girls' dressing room and with lesbians and the lesbians won't even look at them and if they do look at them they'll probably just turn around <laughs> and not think about it real okay but what would a, but if you were in a changing room with a man mm-hmm. he would most likely attack you stare at you sexualize you um dream about fucking you or he's gonna take a picture for later mm-hmm. to jack off to okay so that's my point and you can listen to all of it, and you can hear all of it. I don't even need to explain it to you what's wrong about that. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. But as we get to trying to have gender equality, and by the way, this is this is what the, the conservative movement who has the problem with transgender bathrooms and saying if you are born a man, you may not go into a women's bathroom if it, even if you identify as a woman. Like, this would probably be their argument, what you, what you just said. So either we have, I think, everyone gets an individual dressing room. <laughs> everyone gets an individual bathroom. Like, why do we have to have group anything? I'm not comfortable peeing next to a woman anymore <laughs> either. I'm less comfortable peeing next to a man in a public space. But, you know, I would just, but who, when are you the most comfortable? When you're 
in your own little room with a door that shuts all the way and that locks and you don't see anyone's feet or anything, right? Total privacy. Fancy movie theater bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. There's Biff out there waxing you right now. Uh, now, Biff, I want to make sure that we get two coats of wax this time, not just one. Just finishing up the second coat now. Now, Biff, don't con me. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. McFly. I, I meant I was just starting on the second coat. Yeah, Biff, what a character. Always trying to get away with something. Yeah, top Biff ever since high school. Although, if it wasn't for him... We never would have fallen in love. The thing you mentioned about Biff that I find concerning with the sexual angle of Back to the Future, and that is that in the revised history... Uh, Lorraine and George employ Biff. Biff sexually assaulted Lorraine. Biff is her rapist. Would you hire your rapist? No. But they do torture him. Well, they... But they're not bad people. Exactly. So they're... What we see is Biff getting a dose of his own medicine, and that's why it's rewarding for an audience, and that's why this is a fictional film. But And that's probably why they made him the butler, because George had to carry his ass for so long. Right. So now they're showing, okay, you can, um, you're not going to be doing smart things and holding up my job. You're just going to be washing my cars like a poor little butthead. Right. Giving so. him menial tasks and cleaning, essentially now cleaning Biff. up after him. Now right? Biff, I don't need that attitude. Or don't con me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm just starting my second coat. Sorry, Mr. McFly. Right, because Biff is who Biff is, mm -hmm. no matter what, even in these circumstances. So we as an audience get to feel, yay, George, you know, toppled the bully. And not only did he topple the bully, he became successful, and Biff did not. And, you know, through this we see Lorraine is healthy, has a healthier lifestyle. She's not a drunk. She's not overweight. She's not unhappy. We see George as being successful, getting to write his books and seeing his creative uh you know, all of his creativity realized and that the kids then are also successful. I always wondered if Uncle Joey, though, does he go to jail in this new revised world? In he two or three, involved, does it address so. it? I don't know. It's like such a point in the earlier one. I guess it was just for the one joke about the, the um, jailbird. Yeah, I haven't seen two or three in a while, so. The second film takes place in 89. So we're still in the 80s. Um, and Biff is still raping <laughs> Lorraine. Yeah. You know, like, I know you haven't really seen it, but Biff sees the time machine, goes back to give his young self something to make him rich and a billionaire, a scam, a con artist, mm -hmm. Trump, um, gets so rich and big that he owns the police, Trump, and can kill whoever he wants because he does own the police and guess what? Everything's a riot. Everyone has terrible living situations. Everyone's got a gun. And everyone, if you step on their porch, they're going to shoot you in the face. And nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. He shoots Marty's dad. And then mar forces Lorraine to marry him so that he will pay for her her kid's college tuition. Mm -hmm. Then forces her to get fake tits. Right. <laughs> and then um, tells her that she can go tell her piece of shit child to go back to Sweden or some place. Because he was supposed to be there when he comes back. Mm -hmm. when he comes back um and uh he b 
beats Lorraine, and she says, I'm leaving. I'm over this. You can't keep treating me like shit. You keep, you shot my husband, uh-huh. <laughs> my kids, like, whatever. He goes, well, your kids rely on me. So if you're, if you want to get cut off, fine, but uh, I'm cutting your kids off too. And then yeah. she goes, you win, goes to Marty, goes, he was right and I was wrong. And then continues to drink and be an alcoholic. Right, right. I mean, he's enslaving her. or Literally. You know, so I, her to I have a strong opinion that we should do a separate one on the second movie because there's so much stuff that's messed up. Marty sneaks back into his house when he thinks he's back in the past and it's some random, like, black family's home and he's in the child's bedroom and the dad comes in with a bat or a gun or something and tries to beat him because he thinks he's going to rape his child when he literally just thought that was his house. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't seen two in a long time, so... It's, no, it's, it's, it's kind of terrifying. Like, I was always... I... All of my adults, when I was a kid, like nine or something, I'd be like, two is probably my favorite because the most goes on and they fix the most things, I feel like. They mm-hmm. have to do like, they have to go back in time like a whole bunch. So much because they can't go back into this time because they've already, that the future has already changed. So right. if we're going to the future, it's just going to go back to that, the new future. Mm hmm. Right? The butterfly effect before the butterfly effect so, was. Yeah. So it's, like, even more... I, but that's why I love is because they're, like, it's it all gets put together. Mm-hmm. Everything will always get put together in the end. You just have to figure it out. And that's right. why I like that movie. But every single adult has always been, like, two sucks. Two's the worst. So much goes on that. I can't keep track. Like, but now that I'm grown up and I have other friends that watch it, they say two's my favorite. Luke's favorite is two. All right. Interesting. So we should look at why it is that your generation likes two more. Because um, we get we get justice. Uh, okay. We get better justice. I see. Right? Say, what do you let those boys push you around like that for? Well, they're bigger than me. Stand tall, boy. Have some respect for yourself. Don't you know if you let people walk over you now, they'll be walking over you for the rest of your life. Look at me. You think I'm going to spend the rest of my life in this slop house? Watch it, Goldie. No, sir. I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to night school, and one day I'm going to be somebody. That's right. He's going to be mayor. Yeah, I'm going to... Mayor. Now that's a good idea. I could run for mayor. A colored mayor. That'll be the day. You wait and see, Mr. Carruthers. I will be mayor. I'll be the most powerful man in Hill Valley, and I'm going to clean up this town. Good. You can start by sweeping the floor. Man, Goldie Wilson. I like the sound of that. Goldie Wilson. I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I didn't think that they did anything racist to him when I first rewatched it, because I rewatched it twice in the past week. And um, at first I was like, oh, they didn't even do anything to him. Like, they made him mayor, they put black guy up big, like, that's huge for 80s even bigger if they're doing it from a 50s setting you know right and And they acknowledge the fact right his goldie's employer at the diner says oh they'll never have a colored colored mayor yeah Yeah. but i got that the second time i rewatched it which is it's i hate when movies do that but um but they elevated him in a way you know to you know yeah, he's a leader. He's a good guy. He's, and he's telling George, he doesn't know George that well, but he's still telling, you got to stand up for yourself. you got to make sure that these people can't 
push your what are you doing bro let them treat you like that (laughs) what are you doing like I let I have to let people treat me like shit and you don't so stop like that's basically what he was saying yeah um but and the by the way the only person of color in the film no the band oh and the band well I know that's annoying too but and part of that is because uh you know they're playing jazz I mean whatever i mean I if you if you it's put 50 if like, you put white hard. people in it if you would cast white jazz musicians then you'd be like what right like so there would well marty still joins them because marty's not a racist well right <laughs> and um and but uh, part of the point is that he's chuck berry's cousin, cousin so he they have to be black because then marty essentially creates rock and roll yeah <laughs> although right. then stealing that from chuck berry but whatever uh <laughs> okay so, is there any other concern? Remember how you said, like, none of the sexual harassment would have happened, or the rape with Biff, if Marty wasn't even there? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the second movie, they show how um, future Biff goes to see uh, 50s Biff, and um, before he gets the book to him to make him rich, um... Biff is getting his car fixed at $300 that Marty cost him because he got it stuck in manure. And then he sees Lorraine, who just got her perfect new prom dress, and he ditches the car, and he runs up to her, starts sexually harassing her, starts grabbing her, trying to get her to be his. She has to hit him with her prom dress box to get away from him and says, I'll never, I'll never, ever, ever be with you. I'll never go anywhere with you. And because he was trying to take her to the dance mm-hmm. and then she hit him, ran away. And then he went, one day you'll be my wife, Lorraine. One day. Mm, that's right. Okay. You're right. So, so the sexual assault would have happened either way, mm-hmm. but it doesn't in the original story that we know of. Well, he, in the cafeteria, yeah, when Marty's right. like, yo, dad, go talk to your girl. And then because he's not doing anything and he's like, oh, Lorraine just wants to go with Biff, even though she's telling him, get off of me, get off of me. For some reason in a man's head, that means, oh, she likes him for some <laughs> stupid fucking reason. And so then Marty has to be the bigger person, the child out of all of this. I feel like he represents like gen z in a way uh-huh and he, like he and he's like Although he'd technically be gen x right he would and, be gen x but he's gen z because he's a teenager currently so that's why he and lorraine and george are boomers yeah yeah well we knew that <laughs> um we knew biff was a boomer for sure <laughs> and, um but he starts attacking her in the cafeteria with many people around and no one does anything to help her besides her own son who has to travel back into the past to get this big guy off of her to stop touching her you're right all right so back to the future a great movie a movie that we love i've ne- maybe never all three i love all three personally I- I've maybe never seen you happier for such a period of time as watching this movie. You know, it makes you so happy. I think it brings a lot of people happiness. But I think we do have to look back at what makes it 80s and what and how it maybe affected people and the way they saw things or what it was reflecting of the world around them at the time. So I'm glad that we did this. It's, so it's kind of 80s movies. Let's find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at 80s Movie Guide. And please subscribe. Thanks. So take me away. I don't mind.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.